Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints at the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Kara, and this is our 73rd episode of Talk Direction. Um... Don't worry, Caitlin is on the rest of this episode, but I had to do an intro because unfortunately um, our intro and our news segment and our listener spotlight all got deleted and that was about 43 minutes of um, recording, which is horrible and sad, um, but there's no way of getting it back. Um, But thankfully, our main discussion where we talk about the Zane book and Liam's new song clip on Instagram was... Uh, able to be salvaged, so we still have that. Um, so I'm sorry we weren't able to re-record the the beginning part, but um, we'll talk about like the most important parts in later episodes. Um, so yeah, here is our uh, main discussion, and thanks for bearing with us. Technology is the worst and the best, and it just you know a, a horrible relationship we have with it. You know, ups and downs, whatever. Um, so yeah, here we go. We will be talking about both Liam's Instagram clip that he posted recently, and Zane's book that's just come out. Okay. We're going to start with Liam's song clip on Instagram. We all know that Liam has been working in the studio, working on music, writing songs, and recording. Um, he's been in LA, he's posted a lot of it on Instagram, he's been using these weird filters, which is cool. Um, they have been actually quite on- cool. <laughs> I know! Um, I like his little artsy filters that like look cartoony drawings, but you know. Um, so on October 29th, slash I think it was that, I'm really bad at going back on stupid Instagram when it's like five days ago. I know! And I'm like, can you give me the date because I have trouble calculating what five days ago was. Like, yeah. it is, especially with the time zones and stuff, it really throws me off. Yeah. Um, but so he posted this on October 29th slash one of the days around that. Um, and it was a sound clip of one of the songs he's been working on. Um, there was no video attached. It was just like a black screen of the song clip. And he captioned it with three other links to other Instagram accounts. Um, obviously, people who worked on the song with him. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about those three people before we get into the song. Um, the first one was Danny Boy Styles, who is a Grammy award winning producer. Um, and he's worked with The Weeknd, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, French Monta- Montana, and a number of other people. Mm. Um, Bibi Borelli, who she's an American-German singer-songwriter. She co-wrote Bitch Better Have My Money, which is a Rihanna song, and others, I'm sure. Um, ben Billions, who is a Grammy-winning producer from the U.S., and he also worked with the U.K., Beyonce, French Montana. It seems like Danny Boy, Styles, and Ben Billions, like, work together, tag-team it quite a bit. I freaking um, thought the Styles one was, like, a fan account, and I was like, why is he working with, like, a Harry Styles fan account? But I mean, like, get it, I guess? Like, <laughs> like Oh my god, can they work with us, please? Like, that so would be awesome. Um, but yeah, Danny Boy, Styles. These these are all very like producer y names. I feel like none of these are their real names, but um, Yeah. Like Bob Billions or what was his name? It was something Billions. Ben Billions. Oh yeah. Bob Billions. That would be kind of a sad name. That sounds like a used car salesman, like a local used Bob car billions. salesman's name. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben Billions, BB Borelli, Danny Boy Styles. Um, so I don't really know any of these people, but it seems like they've worked with some really awesome uh, singers, um, which is really good that he's working with some good people. Um, and now getting into it, just like your initial thoughts before we fully dissect the song when you first heard it. And I know you had a weird, like, listen to part of it and didn't listen to the rest of it type yeah. of experience. But what was your first initial listening experience like? Okay, so I was, um, obviously with my friends over the weekend in Pennsylvania. Um, and so I didn't want to like, I didn't really like have time to like step away and like listen to this. So I was going to do it. The, and, like, the one minute sound clip. It was probably less than a minute. It's like 30 seconds, but I wanted to soak in all their <laughs> friendship and you know, okay. Um, uh-huh. and so I was like, okay guys, like I'm going to listen to this. Like, so I did it in a room full of them, which like obviously isn't going to make sense because like someone's going to talk over it and like, I'm just going to get annoyed. So like I listened to like one second of it. Okay, I listened to like, the first line, heard the auto tune, I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to this right now. I can't do this. So then I shut it off and forgot about it for like the next three days. Um, and then um, Rebecca, uh, Caitlin's sister, and Caitlin were texting about it. I was like, okay, I got to listen to this because you guys like did not see – I won't steal your thunder, but you didn't seem too peachy keen on it. So um, I was like, okay, got to listen to this. And then so my first listen through, I was like, I mean – uh very average like i would say like a uh-huh. i don't even know like i don't know why he put so much auto-tune in it like he has a good you're voice. gonna get into it only your initial okay. thoughts Kara. my initial thoughts i was like too auto-tuned okay beat terrible lyrics um very average <laughs> very boring lyrics and i don't need to hear about a straight boy rapping about his genitals i just like i just yeah. don't need to thanks and goodbye <laughs> my thoughts in a nutshell <laughs> Yes. Um, I had similar thoughts. And to be clear, we're going to give our own opinions, but we were very cautious of including a lot of listener opinions as well in this segment, because I know Kara and I can sometimes be overly um, not as passionate about Liam. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we wanted to get a really well-rounded approach. But my initial thoughts were very similar to yours, Kara. Um, I, I, when I, I just saw Liam posted something on Instagram. I was on my phone as I yeah. am most of the time and I saw it pop up. So I went, clicked it, listened. I was like, what is this? Is this like someone else? Like this, I figured it must've been him, but then I was like, this sounds nothing like him. I can't even discern his voice. And let's yeah. be honest, as 1D fans, we're very trained in discerning the boys' voices, but this sounded nothing like him. And I was very confused. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, and I was just like, this is not... There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. It's odd. I don't don't know why they've used this producing thing yeah. where his voice doesn't sound like him. I don't know why they use these lyrics. Mm. I don't I don't know why a lot of things. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was definitely disappointed. Yeah. Um and we're going to get into all the things we've mentioned, but first let's just tag team this back and forth about our listener listeners what they thought and and let's not discuss each of them because there's a million but thank you guys so much for writing in for helping us get this more well-rounded approach to what what sort of the fandom is thinking our first one comes from uh hello sophie on twitter and she said oh liam (laughs) it just didn't sound like it was liam singing so many effects on his voice nice beat but i was pretty uninspired by the tune and the lyrics weren't great liam you're better than this um, at SummerStars01 says, kind of what I expected, to be honest. Not a huge fan. I think Liam has a lovely voice, and this song doesn't do it justice. Um, at Loving underscore Fiction said, 
When I heard the song, I was shocked. It just It's just not the kind of music I thought he would make, and it doesn't sound like him. Sad face. Um, Steph, or at Sacabella, um, says, His voice sounds great. I'm not surprised he went the R&B route. It's a good fit for him. Um, at Florence... Sevadier, still can't say this name, um, even though it's been a long, long time. I know where the said, word. <laughs> IDK, why using so much voice effects when you have the voice a voice like that? To me, it's a waste. Um, uh, Martha Ann says, um, not what I was expecting, but I'm not surprised. Not a fan, even though I thought I would like his solo music the most. Um, hopefully that's not all he has to offer. Um, at... Kat, do we we know how to say her name, right? I think it's like she goes by like Kesha if we're going by the like other one. Okay, yeah. I really tried to search for when she told us her pronunciation. I know I forgot where that I was. Couldn't too. find it. How do we do um, this to ourselves? Okay, I know <laughs> we need to have a list of all pronunciations. Yeah, you're right. But at Kesha underscore pl said musically it's pretty average. Lyrically it's bad. <laughs> I'm still angry at the lines that compare the other bitches to this one girl. Um, Lucia says, mm. Sarah, Sarah. Oh, oh, Sarah, Sarah. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. Sarah says, Bleg, it's way too, um, <laughs> me trying to pronounce Bleg. I don't know, like, <laughs> you know, okay. in all yeah. caps. It's way too electronic y, and you can't even tell it's him singing. And I think Lucia's our last one, right? She okay. had a whole bunch of feelings. Yeah. Um, she said, Mm, I think we don't need any more white boys singing mediocre R&B about bitches be trippin'. I won't write him off yet, but this song doesn't give me a lot of hope. Like, those lyrics are so boring and tired. I think the lyrics are typical. The music is typical. It's not a terrible-sounding song, but it sounds like 800 other songs. I don't hate the beat-slash-instrumentals, as I might listen to that without the vocals, but I can't listen to Liam singing. I just want to make it with you, and all these other bitches be here be trippin', and so hard for you, without cracking up and feeling very embarrassed, like he just can't pull that off sorry also because he put out the same type of music as zane they are going to be compared and zane's music is just so much better i mean i guess that's just an objective opinion but zane's instrumentals and lyrics were unique and layered and regardless of whether or not we like him you can't deny he has raw talent whereas liam is just average and then he throws in the casual misogyny and you're like okay what am i supposed to do like to (laughs) what am i supposed to like about you then (laughs) dang dang lucia Um, like obs (laughs) like obs zane is v problematic but so is liam and i was just hoping he was gonna prove us wrong and do something cool in all of zane's song even songs even if one even the ones that are explicit he never talks about women the way liam does it's just disappointing wow apparently i had a lot more feelings than i thought haha sorry and then i didn't mean to capitalize the word same here (laughs) um so that was a thank you for everyone who wrote in um and i also did a poll i was just to sort of have um more of a chance for people who might not have tweeted um about what people thought of the song clip and seven percent of our listeners said amazing 21 percent said it was good 39 percent said not my fave and 33 percent said really did not like it Mm. um so it seems like the majority of people, both from the poll and from the comments we heard, were not a big fan of this sound clip. Um, but what have you seen from other people besides our listeners and people you may have talked to? Um, 
uh, you know, all those other 1D fans you, <laughs> you casually talk to on the regular. <laughs> I mean, I forced um, but, friends. Yeah. I mean, the nice. friends that I forced like, to listen to One Direction, not the friends that I, people I forced. Me. Anyway, you got it. Okay. I got it. Um, but like, have you seen a different reaction in the fandom as a whole or like from other people? Okay. I got to be honest. Aside from our listeners, I haven't seen like when we were like, when they were asked about it, like I haven't seen anyone talk about it like literally at mm-hmm. all. And it might be because I wasn't on my like phone or Tumblr when um like when it was dropped. So I there I'm sure there was like more reactions then. Um uh but like I was off kind of like off the grid for the couple of days that I was in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't see anyone talk about it. And I still haven't I don't know. I've only seen like kind of negative things or just like Liam, what are you doing, dude? Like mm-hmm. you're better than this. Um I've just kind of seen only negative reactions at this point or just like kind of like, okay, like this is average as heck, like yeah. you know, yeah. I think a lot of times what happens and I notice it in myself is that when I really love something, I'm always tweeting about it and like seeing a ton of other tweets and like looking for things. But when I don't like something, uh, I don't usually negatively tweet about it because like, unless I think it's like an important issue that we need to discuss. Um, but so I think that happens with a lot of other people, especially people who want to like support the boys and have been big, been mm-hmm. big fans. They're not going to just outwardly be negative about it, but probably won't be like positive in like a, a false way. Um, so I really didn't see too much positive things. I did go to Liam's Instagram post of it and like scroll through a whole bunch of comments. And on the Instagram post, it seemed like a lot of people were supporting it. Mm, um, and there was a lot good. of love for it. So I'm just wondering if people who didn't like it probably just didn't post negative things. Because, um, I mean, I, I don't want to put, like, really mean negative things about how I didn't like the clip, you know, out in the world. So I'm not going to, like, tweet about it necessarily. Um, but, like, maybe just just the people. So there are people out there who did like it. And one of our listeners said that she liked the style and liked yeah. the song. So, I mean, there's there's different opinions. But I haven't – I feel like there would have been more of an overwhelming – things that I would have seen positive to this. Um, and there would have been so much excitement about it if it had been something that the majority of people really liked. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you see that just looking at Little Mix's songs that have come out. They've released now three songs. Um, their album's coming out the 18th. Oh, they have? Another one? Yeah, F.U. was released today oh, or yeah. Friday. Have you listened to it? Um, yeah. Okay, well, I'll talk about it later. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, but shout out to my ex. Uh, did amazingly. I've seen so many positive things about it. Like, a lot of the people I follow that were talking about it. Um, just lots of hype about shout out to my ex. I think it's now been number one again for another week. So, okay. like, it's doing so well. They released another song. What was it called? You Got a Knot or something. You Got a Knot, which... Really fell flat for a lot of people, and yeah. I didn't see that same reaction. And it is biased because it fell flat for me, so maybe I'm just not seeing the hype that there is around it, or like I don't follow people. I follow people who have more similar opinions to me. Um, but I think that does happen where, um, like, I would be more aware of it if people liked Liam's song. Yeah, more, I guess. Yeah. Um, so let's just read the lyrics <laughs> to to the Ooh. song. Um, I don't want to be left without this. I didn't think that I'd ever find someone. I just want to make it with you. Yeah. All these other bitches here be trippin'. The way you walk in here is so different. I just want to make it with you. Yeah. All the best things. Take a little time. Take a little time, baby. This ain't nothing. Take a little time. Take a little time, baby. I just want to get tonight. And I promise I'ma make it right. 
I want to make love to you, be on to you, so hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on these lyrics? Without, I'm really going to try, I'm going to try to not be so negative, because I think that's a thing that we can do when we don't like something. Um, but it is hard to, like, not stop your opinion from coming out, if you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that, like, I, I definitely did like the beat more than I liked the lyrics. Um oh. And I mean, the beat wasn't too bad, but I think that the lyrics are just kind of basic. I mean, they're not anything special. Like, they're kind of something that I would expect from, like, I mean, some of the lyrics um, I could expect from, like, maybe a One Direction song that, like, isn't as specific as I would like it to be, you know, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, um, I don't want to be left without this. I didn't think I'd ever find someone. I mean, that could, or, like, it takes a little time. These are very vague lyrics. This ain't nothing. Take a little time. They're very vague. And it's like, okay. All so like, the best I, things. What What is that line? All the best things. <laughs> I I mean, like, it's like, if it had a really, really good sound to it, then I would might be able to mm-hmm. overlook the lyrics. Because, like, you know, like, a lot of pop music doesn't have the greatest lyrics and, like, the most, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, in-depth specific lyrics. But, like, this is just, like, I don't know, like, all of these things add up to just not me loving it. And also, just, like, I just feel like he added the word bitches just to be, like, kind of edgy and just to like, get away from his, like, One Direction vibe. But you can do that. You can be edgy without disrespecting women. Like, it's so unnecessary. Right. Um, and also, like, right. and who what... And who actually wrote that line? Um, but he's but still he's saying it. he's obviously accepted it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, also, the way you walk in here is so different. So the literal way she walks is different. So the, that's a reason enough to call other women bitches. Like, what does that even mean, dude? Yes, that doesn't even Sarah. mean anything. I'm just, like, I just, there's no reason to say that. And, like, yeah. I, I'm, oh, that's just, like, such a cringy line to me. Yeah, I have a really big problem with the word bitches, and I'm sure Rebecca uh, is rolling her eyes at this, <laughs> because we've had in-depth discussion about the word bitch. Um, mm-hmm. But I really feel strongly that I don't think men should say it about women. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, I I think it could be one of those words that women turn into, like, an empowering word. Like, oh, she's my bitch, like, she's my babe. But I just, I feel like there's a lot of... Um, connotation around the word that makes it a word that I don't like men using um Mm -hmm. and so Liam using it in a song especially the line all these other bitches here be tripping I mean it's just it's a poor line even if it was like all these other girls here be tripping it's it's not it doesn't make a lot of sense I know. Like, I also it's like, like he's trying that. to be someone he's not. He's trying to put on this like stereotypical rapper, which is really like there's a whole bunch of layers of problem for that with like yeah. a white privileged dude, yeah. like doing that, which is like another level of kind of gross feeling about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, so that line just kind of kills me. Like the other lines aren't aren't like offensive, but. I think they're just weak lines and I'd like to, and we've talked about weak imagery and like weak stuff in One Direction songs. And I think some of these lines, because there's nothing really concrete to grasp onto, it's very vague. Um, it doesn't make me feel connected. And then like you, you call other women bitches and I'm like, well, that's a negative. <laughs> um, so, but I do agree with you that I do like the music and we're going to talk about that as well okay. um, to sort of try to end on a more positive note. Okay, <laughs> um, that's good. 
Um, also, the last line is just so, sh- like, I, oh, God. It, like, really, I, I agree with Lucia, and I don't think he can pull it off. And, like, I when I was listening to it the first time and I heard that, I was like, what? Did he just end on that? And it just, like, cuts off suddenly. I'm like, that's just weird to end a place, weird place to end on. Like, I, I just, again, a kind of thing that's, like, trying too hard to be edgy. And I'm, like, trying to shed his, like, 1D image. But it's like, there's so many other ways you could do it by, like, producing, like, your own cool, good, original music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So hard for you. It's Ugh. just a little too literal in not a great way. Yeah. Um, are there any lines that you do like? Uh, um, I mean, I kind of like the take um, all the best things, take a little time, take a little time, baby. Just because like the way it yeah. sounds, like the way it like, speeds it up, adds some mm-hmm. interest. Um, but like on its own, it's not good. But I think with the music, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, those are the ones I was going to pull out as the ones I liked um, yeah. the most as well. So, um, you know, there's hope. Yep. Um, going on to more the the musical style, um, I this is what I expected from him. It's kind of like R&B sounding. Is this what you expected from him? Yeah, but then there was like a little part of me, like the vaguest of vague hope that like he was going to do some like what a feeling type thing but like let's be real that was never gonna happen but like in my heart of hearts that's like what I kind of wanted right um the problem I had with this one and something that uh was kind of what I saw as a general thing even even on the positive Instagram posts everyone was mentioning the auto-tune yeah um and people were like, you're better than that. You're awesome. And a lot of times in, in what we, our listeners said, like your voice is good enough to like not have that autotune. Um, now autotune isn't always a thing to correct vocals, but it's like a, a thing to stylize music in a certain way. And there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really don't think it's a good style for Liam. I really yeah. don't like it. He does have a really strong voice. He can do cool things with his voice. Um, and it sounded, like I said, I didn't even know if it was him at first. Yeah. It sounds very robotic. It completely covers up like the natural sound of his voice. And we've talked about overproduction on One Direction songs, and this takes it about 300% more <laughs> production, yeah. you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, it doesn't it sound like, I don't know, it sounds like this may be harsh and sometimes my metaphors get a little too harsh, but I honestly feel like this is something that an 18 year old boy would produce in his like bedroom, um, Mm. like and post on SoundCloud and like not even really, it just like sounds like really low quality to me, like the sound like quality, um, just like the vocals at least. And he like, I don't know. I just like, am very confused as to like why it sounds like filtered and like, like it was Mm -hmm. recorded on someone's, I don't even know. Like, iPhone one. I don't understand. Like it's just very confusing to me. What was the iPhone one? I have no idea. <laughs> it's like a um, rock. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of that SpongeBob episode where they go back in time to the caveman days. Oh my god, classic, classic episode. Um, but yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Um, it's just it doesn't sound like it was produced by all these amazing Grammy award-winning producers, you know? Yeah, I just, yeah. I feel like he could do a lot better. And I say, I say this constructively, and I hope he has seen people say, this is too much auto-tune. This yeah. is too much production. You have a really strong voice. Like, don't lose that. Um, and I want him, I don't want all his songs to sound like this. If his songs do sound like this and also have these like misogynist, sexist lyrics, I'm not going to like them. 
and I yeah. probably won't listen to them, yeah. um, like, often. And it'll make me uncomfortable to listen every time I do listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, on a positive note, I do think the beat's really good. I like, despite the lyrics, I really like the beat at the end of the song. Um, I think that's really cool. Like, da-da to you, da-da to you, da-da yeah. for you. Like, I like that repetition, and I think it sounds cool. And it could be yeah. something... Um, I could see myself singing along to that sort of beat if the lyrics were different there. Um, and it is catchy. And I think this is something that could be catchy on radio play. Um, but I do think some things need to change for, for me to like it more. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, uh, what, what would you say you want to see changed before we get like real songs from Liam? um definitely no auto-tune just like let your actual real true talent shine through I think that's like I don't know I just like want to see like you know his like range he has an incredible range I'd love to see that Mm -hmm. showcased um uh low-key scrap these lyrics um (laughs) and just kind of like write something that comes from like a real genuine place um Mm -hmm. and um I mean like the beat is cool I mean if you want to do R&B like but you have to like be different than Zayn you have to do something that like yeah is markedly different and not just relying on your name to um Mm -hmm. you know get you the sales you have to like really I don't know just I don't know man and don't try too hard to be edgy because it just like comes off as like exactly because Liam's honestly not very edgy like Zayn had more of an edge Liam is sort of like this really cuddly like friendly happy fluffy kind of guy you know um and I feel like it just feels really fake when he does try to say things that just don't seem like something he would say Mm -hmm. Um, and like go try different things but um be true to who you are as well Mm -hmm. um so I hope we get different song clips or when we do hear real songs, we'll feel better about it because it does make me sad to think about like talking about songs and not liking them. Um, And like also for Liam, I want him to be supportive, supported by the fandom and to like be happy that he's getting so much support because with Niall, it's very clear the support is there for him. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine Niall singing other bitches be tripping? Um... (laughs) No, and I hope I'll never have to, so. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, I want there to be that, like, excitement and support and love for Liam as there has been when he was in One Direction. Yeah. Um, so I want that to, to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but send us your thoughts if you really did like the song or positive things about the song because we want to we get a more well-rounded sort of feel on it Mm -hmm. um but let's move on to zane's book which came out um this was released on november 1st and it's called zane and it is written by zane um and it has a big picture of zane on the front with a white like block letter z going through his face and the spine of the book is green and it says zane and it's very aesthetically pleasing um And Kara has not read it, but I was sort of sitting around like, oh, I should plan the episode. We need to talk about Zane's book. And I was looking up online to try to find like PDFs of it. Could not find PDFs, but like there was like uh, an introduction section that was like, you know, like take a peek in the book and see if you like it. Um, And I started reading it and I was like, well, I'm just going to go get it. Why not? (laughs) Um, So I have the physical copy here in my hands as we speak. Um, And... 
I'm excited I got it because I ended up reading the whole thing in one sitting. Um, and it was it was a good read, and I'm sure Kara, you will read it. I'll give you this copy, and then you can read it and Bless. have more of a sort of full um, feeling of it. But I did send Kara the um, pictures of certain pages that I thought were relevant to this discussion because we obviously can't go through this entire book. Also, Zane's not in One Direction anymore, and we're a One Direction podcast, and I know our listeners feel differently, and some people want us to include Zane stuff, some people don't. Um, so we're going to talk more about, like, One Direction-related stuff in the book, um, and, yeah, like, how he left One Direction, what One Direction was like. Um, he talks about, in this one also, his home and where he came from, the making of Mind of Mine. He does a song-by-song analysis, which is really cool, and oh, he talks about... Cool his anxiety and other things like that. So if you don't, if you haven't read it, I do, I mean, you could even just go to Barnes and Noble and sit and read it. It's not that long of a book. And a lot of the pages are pictures. There's tons of pictures in it. Um, so if you don't want to spend money on it, you can still read it. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff. And I definitely think it's nice to get a fuller perspective on a person um, by reading their thoughts. Um, let's read some of our listener reactions to the book. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. The first one comes from Hello Sophie. Um, and she says, it's a very aesthetically pleasing book. I even liked how the paper felt under my fingertips. I really enjoyed reading about his creativity or his creative processes. I found it so interesting, especially about the song Flower. So beautiful. And what he said about women. That was so reassuring and powerful. I was also very, really impressed that he spoke openly about his anxiety and his eating disorder. It was very brave of him to do so. And then we got one from Afkeshed underscore PL, who said, It's very pleasing visually. The written content isn't exactly how I expected it to be, but all I've read so far was okay, I guess. Um, so yeah, let us know what you thought on that, because I know not a lot of people have gotten the book yet. So in the, in the future, write in and let us know what you think about the book. Um, but I know one of the things we were questioning was whether or not he would actually write the book, or if it would sort of be a conversation with an interviewer um, where they prompt questions to get, like, things to come yeah. out, which we've seen in the One Direction autobiography. If you listen to it on audiobook or if you just sort of read it, you can kind of tell that um, it's the boys answering prompted questions rather than, like, sitting down and being like, what should I write? Um but to me, reading the book, it did seem like Zane was writing it himself. It wasn't just prompted questions. I'm sure he got help as to what to include and stuff, but it really yeah. did seem like it came from him. Yeah. Um, did you did you end up reading the pages I sent you? Yeah. Nice. So what did yeah. what did you think about that? I definitely agree. It definitely sounds like he um, wrote it, um, which I particularly like better, um, just because I mean it is a book, so you'd think that like. I don't know, like there's something different between uh, sitting down and writing something and then speaking it. Um, and I think that he, mm -hmm. I think that like, um, I can see Zane being the type of person who would want to really think about each word and uh, like write it down rather than um, just giving like a um, spoken interview, which he has said, like mm -hmm. even in the book that he doesn't love doing. So, yeah. Um, so I'm glad about that. Um, and he did talk a lot about wanting to be in control over like everything he does and over his art and being a part of every little process, including the book he mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so it really does feel like he's like genuinely cares about every little bit and has time to care about it. It's like it's unfair to say One Direction didn't care about like 
writing the book because they had a million yeah. things going on. But um, so it it is good about that. Um, and there's like I said, tons of photos in it. Um, I didn't look too closely at the photos because I was more sort of absorbed with reading the content. Mm -hmm. um, but they are very artsy looking. They're very fashion forward. We know Zane's been getting a lot more into fashion. And that is very evident in the pictures. Um, it somewhat, somewhat reminded me of the photos we just got from Harry. Not in like the same fashion sense, but just the fact that they were sort of um, photos of each of the boys sort of wearing stuff that helped represent who they were as a person, um, mm. which I thought was cool. Um, so let's get into the first topic, which is One Direction and being in the band. And I've included a lot of quotes because I think they help um, just hearing Zane's voice. Um, so the first quote is, What you've got to understand is that none of us really had much say in the music, at least not at the start. If I suggested singing a line or a hook in a more R&B way, that would get smoothed out into a more poppy approach, because that was the music that was expected of us. Even as we matured and the other lads began to develop their sound a bit more, I found that it wasn't in sync with my own. I stuck it out because the support and the positive, all the positive responses we were getting from our fans around the world were incredible, and I respected that it was working for my bandmates. To be honest, uh, though, it was a struggle for me. The fact that we didn't share the same musical taste. I felt a bit like being forced into a mold I would never fit. I wanted to be in the studio singing lyrics that resonate with resonated with me not just repeating someone else's lines mm. um so we've heard again and again from the boys that they are very involved with their songwriting process and the music making process um and have even though they've said like in the beginning couple of albums they didn't have as much influence um but we've seen later on them becoming more of having more of a hand in the music making process and like writing the songs and creating the album and all that sort of creative process type of thing. Um, how does what Zane has said here influence your thoughts on like this sort of other side we've gotten from the boys still in one direction? Um, I'm not sure. What do you mean? Um, like Zane saying that they didn't have a hand in the songwriting process as much Oh. Um, versus like what we've heard more that the boys did. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I feel like, I think that Zayn probably thought that he um, wasn't as listened to just because, like, all the other four boys seemed to have, like, um, a similar vibe that they, like, wanted and, like, vision for the songs. But, like, R&B mm -hmm. really does not align with that. So I could definitely kind of um, see, like, them feeling like they have a more of a hand than he did um in in like the stuff because like I mean if he can't even like sing one line like an R&B tune that he wanted to I mean I just feel like you'd feel pretty like invalidated um and like shut down a lot of the times um so I mean like I think both sides of the story can be true I think that like you know the boys could have definitely had a big part in the music and the lyrics and obviously they probably did um but I think also that Zane feeling like he didn't have a part in it um, is also probably true. And especially like in the beginning, like they've always said that like they didn't really have, they didn't really know what they were doing in the beginning anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that you said there's, there's sort of two perspectives um, because even looking at songwriting credits, like Zane has barely any compared to like, look at Louis songwriting credits. Yeah. Or Liam, and I could feel that like, you would feel so much more involved if you're writing like 12 yeah. of the songs on an album than maybe like only the group songs, one or two. Um, and like how that sort of gives you a mindset 
from which you're looking out at the process. Um, also, I'm sure after going through with his own solo album and being a part of every little bit and having the time to just be like, I want to get this exactly how I want it. I want to find the right producers. I want to write the songs. Let's do this. And you'll see that in the book, in the mind of mind parts that he really was in control of a lot of it. And that's Mm. just maybe not as plausible with a group with like five members at the time um, to have that same say as you do when you're doing solo music. So in that way too, looking back, I'm sure the comparison of what he did uh, in one direction to what he did with mine and mine was very drastically different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that the other boys felt trapped in the same way. It seems like in any interview where they've been asked about this, they really have felt that like they needed the help back in the first couple of albums because they didn't know what they were doing. And then sort of those supports were um, taken away as they got better and better and stronger um, by themselves. And I don't think there's sort of that negative feeling, even if like, look at Liam now doing R&B, you know, he's sort of doing a different genre. I don't think there was ever um, sort of the same negative feelings that Zayn was feeling at the time in One Direction. Yeah. Um, Would you agree with that? Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Um, it just, like, always seemed like it was, like, four of them and Zane, like, mm-hmm. versus, not versus Zane, but, like, he definitely seemed like he, the way he at least um, talks about it, it definitely seems like he was, like, the odd one out and only him. Yeah. Um, and do you think there's benefits to having that structure when they're, I guess, supposedly when they're younger, um, like, having those structures and not not being like, the controller of the art, I guess. I mean, I feel like they kind of had to be, but they were, like, also um, very much cogs in the machine, sort of, I think, in the beginning. Um, But I think they kind of had to be because they didn't really know what they were doing. And, like, you can't have, like, 16-year-olds, like, who have never had any experience in the music industry write their own music and, like, be in control. So, um, but I'm glad that they, like, later on they, like, did more. Yeah, I think it's something where it could be viewed negatively or it could be viewed positively it could be a positive experience or a negative experience or sort of like a combo it's not black and white exactly Um, and I think it ended up being quite a negative experience for Zane in many ways but there were positives to it Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for the other boys it didn't bug them as much that they didn't have as much control in the beginning I know Harry said like we really didn't know what we were doing it was good having Mm -hmm. people there to tell us Um, But it is something that's not clear cut for sure. Um, And I was thinking about like with poetry, some people will say like, oh, you need to be able to do poetry in like the structured forms and like learn iambic pentameter before you're allowed to be free and be creative by yourself, which I think is just not true. Um, But I think there is a benefit to having people uh, to help you when you're still unsure of yourself Mm -hmm. to get you on your feet and then let you fly as they have done. Okay, so Zane also talked a lot that even though he was sort of getting shut down in terms of One Direction music, he was always writing in any free time that he had. Um, and that was cool to see that he was still able to like have that creative process, even though it wasn't um, being like put out there. And I'm sure that was really frustrating, being like, I have all these songs yeah, that I am writing, but like none of them are ending up on the album. Yeah. Um, 
And then I also had this in here. I didn't know when to throw it in. So it's just where I had it when I was taking notes from the book, which was that he mentioned the loop-de-loop when he was I talking know. about, <laughs> when he was talking about like how naive he was and like how uh, he didn't know a lot about the world before he was in One Direction and like how there was such a big change going from like living in a Bradford to like going around the world and he talked about the classic story where um Louis convinced him that when a plane took off because he was on his first plane ride it would do like a loop-de-loop in the in the air and Zane mentioned that and I just thought that was really cute yeah um do you want to read this next quote sure I can honestly say I'm proud of a lot of stuff from the One Direction days I've got the memorabilia all over my house I have a wall dedicated to displaying them. One Direction was an incredible experience in its own right, and it's a part of me, an integral part of my history, and I'm never going to deny that aspect of my life. Um, And then also, I wasn't ready to be a solo artist at the age of 19, 20, or even 21. Those five years with the band were essential for me as a young kid learning about the industry. Um... So I know one of the biggest things that people were upset about when Zayn left was that he seemed to be kind of disrespectful to 1D and the fans in the way everything sort of fell. Um, and it didn't seem like he was giving the band enough credit for what they'd done for him. And it felt like he wanted to distance himself from 1D. Um, and do you think this type of stuff that he said in the book, the, the quotes that we've read and other things that you've, you've read in the book, does it make you feel differently about that? Yeah, to be honest, like, hearing this, like, I mean, I know, obviously, like, in my, like, some part of my brain, I'm just like, okay, obviously, he's just saying this to, like, kind of smooth things over, but, like, I feel like he genuinely means it, and, like, the fact that he has, like, One Direction memorabilia, and this is the kind of stuff that, like, we've been wanting from him, like, to hear that he, like, acknowledges how important One Direction was, and, like, uh, like, establishing his career, like, this is exactly what we wanted, so, like, I can't be mad at, like, this, because literally, like, verbatim, this is pretty much, like, what we asked for, and, like, what we hope to hear from Zayn at some point, so, like, the fact that, like, this is coming from, like, um, what is seeming to be, like, his own, like, head is just, I don't know, I don't think I could have asked for anything more, I think that, like, this is pretty much, like, spot on, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I think it doesn't make up for some of the things that happened when he did leave the band, but this is sort of what we wanted all along. Yeah. Um, and it does, like, give you that confirmation that, like, he really did appreciate One Direction, even though things sort of got a little murky when he left. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just sort of got me to thinking about, like, what is it like for Zayn to look back on One Direction? Um because it is so murky and mixed with a lot of negative things and Mm -hmm. his relationship with the boys now and stuff. And it just kind of made me sort of sad. I feel like I want him to look back on it as a really positive thing and not feel like, oh, I messed up or like I let people down or, oh, those were my best friends. We had such good days, but I don't talk to a lot of them now. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I know it's kind of a sad thing to think about. I just think that like, I have to be realistic and think that, like, he probably, he's not going to talk about that in the book. He's going to talk about, like, kind of the better things. And I think that maybe, like, once he's distanced from it, like, he's already, like, been out of the band for, like, more than a year. So, like, he's had, like, some time to reflect on it. And I think that maybe he wants to keep the positives in this book and, like, sort of, like, make this the first thing that comes out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, as in, in terms of, like, written stuff um, from his own perspective and words and stuff. But I think that, like... 
I don't know. I mean, he did talk about somewhat, but he didn't really talk about, like, his relationship with the boys, which I think is, like, fair and, like, good. Because, like, we were kind of afraid that he was going to, like, drag them through the mud and, like, they were never yeah. going to be friends again. But, like, I feel like this is a respectful, like, I, I don't know. I just think it was, like, a really respectful way of going about it and, like, talking about, like, his um, own feelings um, and, like, saying, like, oh, but it worked for the boys and, like, I'm glad it worked for them. I think it's, like, it was very respectful and, like, um, mm-hmm. balanced perspective that Zane took on this. And I think that, like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really glad that he did this instead of like being like, um, one of the boys, like blah, blah, blah. like one of the boys, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like just being like really shady and stuff. I'm just glad he didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and, and when he did mention the boys, like it was always like, I was so glad to have the boys there supporting me and I wasn't yeah. the only one and it was good to be around other people my age who were going through the same things, which is stuff we've heard before, but I'm glad he's still using those sort of phrases. Yeah. Um, uh, and and the, the the funny thing though was, despite all this, people use the hashtag Zane Book and put fake quotes. Like if yeah. you search the hashtag, it became a thing to like put fake funny quotes as like oh. things, and it got very confusing as to what was actually in the book. Oh, that's so annoying. I know. So I don't know if you read any that you thought were true, but I've now read the whole book, and there were a lot of things that I saw as fake quotes going around about like specifically calling out certain boys or like certain like things in fandom. I don't know, but um. I just thought that was interesting. But make sure you read the book for the real facts and don't go mm-hmm. by those quotes, anyone, because fans were having fun making <laughs> things up. Um, but let's get into Zane leaving the band. Uh, he talked a lot about feeling lost when he left the band um, and that, like, when, he, even though he'd been writing his own stuff for years, like, he really didn't know what he was doing, which is understandable. Um And he also said it was like this tug of war between my head and my heart, um, which I think was a nice metaphor. Mm -hmm. Um, And another quote was, you might think that leaving the band was this time of massive excitement for me because I was finally free to do what I wanted. But if I'm straight with you, I didn't feel that way. To tell you the truth, I was pretty lost. Mm. Um, And I think it's sometimes hard for me to apply like my own emotional range to like other people's experiences and to realize that like they are probably going through similar types of emotions I would if I was in that experience and like Mm -hmm. putting it in more of a reality thing rather than just like from the outside looking and being like oh Zane left One Direction it was stupid like he's going off to do his own thing now and be without them when really it was probably like this huge scary thing very unsure I'm sure it was extremely emotional for him and on his perspective like what am I doing I'm letting people down like this is all new this is crazy like I don't know what I'm doing at all um so I think I thought this was sort of a a bit of an eye-opening experience to really hear what he was feeling I think he was quite honest about like the whole decision to leave the band. What did you think about this type of stuff, Kara? I mean, I think that, like, when we heard that he was leaving the band, I think that, like, I always... I don't know. I don't think I ever thought it was, like, a malicious thing. And he was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Now I get to, like... Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I think that, like, I um, thought that he would have, like, mixed feelings about it. Just because, like, of the nature of change. Um and just like something that you've been doing for five years your four best friends you were leaving them because of like I don't know like obviously he was like mentally torn up about it and he like talks about this um so I mean obviously I think that it was good that he talked about it not being like this just um like 
I don't know, it's a very mixed emotion, emotional time for him. And I think that's, um, it was good for him to say that. Um, and also he was talking about how, like, when he was writing his own songs, like, when he was in One Direction, like, how it wasn't, like, some, like, big scheme to, like, leave the band. It was just kind of him, mm-hmm. like, being creative in his own way, which I also thought was a really good, uh, like, thing to put in. Yeah, it wasn't like he was pre-planning all of this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read some more from the book, sort of, um, to hear more of, like, the exact moments when he was really making a decision. Mm. Um, He said, I was really struggling to keep going, and what had been a great experience was now a source of intense anxiety. It was never my intention to let anyone down, but I knew I had to go. I remember finishing a show in Hong Kong and just feeling it in my gut. Um, To this day, it makes me feel like ship to think about disappointing the fans like that, but I hope that they understand that I had to do what was right. Sometimes you just know it. Um, My heart, my head say to stay, but my heart said to go home. So in Mm -hmm. the end, I went. Um, And I wanted to read another one from page 32. Um, This was like when he was on stage in Hong Kong, um, and it said... There was a, this was the time when there was a lot of rumors going around. He talked about Perry here saying his relationship was ending with Perry and there were a lot of rumors and it just made him want to disappear. And he said, it happened that night in Hong Kong, literally, while I was on stage, I realized that I wasn't going to do it anymore. I wasn't going to spend another minute doing something which made me ill and, I w- and which I no longer believed in. Um, I couldn't see that there was anything left for me to gain, to give or to gain from staying. It wasn't worth it. The memory of that night is kind of a blur. I was in effing bits, but I finally came to the realization of something already new deep down and had known for a long time. I was leaving the band and going home. Um, And he talked about then, like, talking to his parents about it. um, And it was really his mom who said, um, if it doesn't make you happy, just don't do it. Um, And he ended up going home. And I think it's so strange to hear it in sort of like this moment on stage in Hong Kong going, he's standing there going, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I know, Jesus. Um, And I want to go back and watch that concert, to be honest. That's so true. Uh, Yeah. Um, Also, Um, I was just thinking about like, um, his like conversation with his mom and just thinking about like, how like, real that is. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like of all the conversations. Moms are the best. I know, and just, like, think about all the conversations that you've had with your mom, or, like, I'm just thinking about, like, where you're just, like, mom, this does not make me happy, and, like, she's just, like, Mm -hmm. or, like, just do your, like, she'll just be, like, do your best, like, or just don't do it Mm -hmm. if it doesn't make you happy, if it's not the best thing for you, and I just feel, Mm -hmm. it it really hit home for me, like, when he was talking about, like, asking him his mom almost for permission to, like, kind of, like, her, like, blessing to, like, leave the band and it just like seems I don't know like getting your mom's opinion on stuff um Mm -hmm. if you have your mom in your life and a good relationship with her that like kind of always just seems reassuring because like no I've I mean I'm only 21 but like I'm um thinking that like no matter how old I get I feel like having my mom's approval will always be like kind of reassuring to me um Mm -hmm. and just kind of making you feel like you're doing the right thing if she's like yep you know if it doesn't make you happy um don't do it even if you know like in your heart that it's right um, to do that, even getting your mom's, like, second approval, like, is just gonna be, like, make it 20 times better. Yeah, and it feels like Zane's super close with his mom, mm-hmm. and to have that support, he said, like, his mom was always super supportive of him yeah. all the time, and he said that his dad, like, is supportive, but sometimes he felt like, 
um, his dad was like unsure about this decision and like making your music on your own. Mm. Um, and he felt like he wanted to prove it to his dad rather mm. than having his mom always sort of just like being accepting. Yeah. Um, and he said he liked both because one pushed him to do more. Um, but yeah, this I think this is just a really intimate moment. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we sort of get to hear that from um, Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, speaking of this, when he did leave the band, a lot of people immediately were talking about it being about anxiety and stress and were quite supportive of him from sort of a mental health perspective, um, which got very flipped when a lot of the trauma the trauma the twitter drama happened and especially when he tweeted really negative things at louis and it was clear that the boys had had a falling out and it wasn't that they were um all peachy keen and i think that's sort of when people stopped being supportive of this like mental health perspective and sort of changed to like the zane why did you do this perspective and Mm. were very hurt and angry which is like reasonable to be hurt and angry and like confused and not knowing what's going on um thinking like these best friends were no longer friends anymore um but why do you think we did lose sight of that mental health aspect and were we fair to sort of judge him and like transition to being angry and sad I don't know I honestly think that um I think that it's, like, because there was never a statement directly from him, and it always just, like, seemed, like... Although, honestly, like, I feel like looking back on it, it was such, like... It was probably, like, a really hard time. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, to expect, like, a handwritten note from him is, like, kind of unrealistic. But um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, all of these stories can be true. Like, he could have had a falling out, but also he could have had mental health, like, you know, things that he wanted to, like, uh, get some help for. Um, you know, like all these don't have to be conflicting, but in the moment, sometimes it seems like there can only be one narrative and only Mm -hmm. one story, but obviously like life is so complicated and like things don't often only have like one trigger for it falling apart. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I I think that like all of this could be realistic and actually have happened, but like in the moment, um, sometimes like when you're wrapped up in it, we're just like, oh, like that's definitely, that can't have happened because this is happening. But like, Mm -hmm. while in reality, both of them probably coincided. Yeah. And you just get sort of into your own emotions and how you're feeling and like being worked up and being upset. You can sort of stop trying to see other perspectives, I guess. Um, and, but it is hard. I, I don't think we did it wrong. I don't think, I think we did try to talk about like, that we don't know everything and there is this mental health side, but I think we were also hurt, you know? Um, and it's hard to say what's, what's the correct reaction to have and when to be supportive when like things that you really relied on are falling apart. Um, yeah. I think that so as I long don't... as you're not like saying like, Oh, you're lying about your mental health. Like right. as long as you're not commenting that, like, I yeah. mean, or just, I, I don't know, like as long as you're not negating the fact that a mental health, or, like, mental illness could be a factor, and, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, when it gets into, like, not okay territories, when you're saying, like, no, right. he doesn't have, like, anxiety, right. like, no, that's not your place to say. Right, right, and which I saw in the fandom, people were all very supportive of that, and, like, Zane, take time, take this, and then that narrative yeah. sort of got, got not, not denied, but, like, covered up by this other one of Louie and Zane having Twitter drama. Um, yeah. So... 
But moving on from this sort of sad part of the book. Oh my god, thank um, god Naughty Boy isn't in our lives anymore. Like, I just, know. Like, let's like, take a little moment for that. Honestly, man, if you haven't heard our our episode when we talked about all of these things, <laughs> that was like one of our first episodes and we really yeah. got into a lot of things. I would we like really to did. go back and listen and see how my opinions have changed. Um, but, I know, I yeah, think we- I was pretty much, I was still like kind of, like I was... I feel like always kind of low-key defending Zane, except for like when he kind of went off on Louis, then I was like, okay, yeah. but. Yeah. yeah, and it was a lot about Naughty Boy too, being a bit of an idiot, so. Yeah. Um, but now he's with this new team. He got new management, a whole team run by women. And he said yeah. that like when he met them, he knew it was right. Um, and he, there was a whole bunch of stuff on Mind of Mine. Um, talking about the producers he's worked with, how they wrote the songs, who, how they recorded them, um, some really very detailed stuff that we've never really gotten from One Direction um, about like the, the entire process of making the album, which was really awesome. Mm. He talked about playing the guitar um, mm. and really liked being in control of things and not having a like pressured schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, to do stuff and it just seemed like he was very passionate about his work and extremely involved in the process um, and I know interspersed throughout this entire section there were um, little uh, blurbs about each song um, mm-hmm. on his album Mind of Mine and how they were written or what they meant to him which was really cool um, and I would definitely pick the book up at least to look at that because while we've had track by track things for One Direction songs we haven't gotten such an intimate look at like how some of the sounds were made on each of the songs. Oh, wow. or, like, like when he was talking about Luca's aid, he said he had bought um, the drinks for his friends or like for the people who was going into the studio and like picked up some Luca's aid and brought it in. And that ended up being a song. Huh. Um, so like really fun facts like that, that you might not get. And I just kept thinking like, I want this for every one direction. song. Uh. Like, I want this. And like all the pages had like his handwritten like the original handwritten when he wrote oh the songs, which we speak from Nile. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, from this town, um, we got the um, handwritten, like original handwritten. Oh, notepad. I think that his handwriting looked like Niles. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, we've gotten um, that sort of yeah handwriting thing from him. But there was a lot more from Zane. Even like he was living at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which was a hotel I took a picture of when I was in California. Because um, it's a famous one, and there's like notepads of from the Beverly Hill Hot- Hills Hotel oh that he was like writing some of the songs on, um, and it really does make me confident that he did a ton of the lyric writing, which I yeah. think is really important. Um, and I just really wish we got this from One Direction. God dang it! Um, do you think we'll get this from any of the other boys as they go solo? Niall, I think I could see Niall doing mm-hmm. it. I, I'm trying to think of like what the heck Harry would do. No, I think he was gonna he's gonna purposely be uh elusive. Uh, yeah, elusive. Yeah, I definitely feel like I honestly could see Niall um doing this while he goes along and like I hope mm-hmm. that he keeps up with the newsletters and like does handwritten stuff and like yeah. maybe does pictures like with the newsletters. Um that would be cool too to like kind of like like sort of do like this kind of book like thing, but as he's like going on with the album. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be just be like such a cool way to like keep us involved. Yeah, I agree. I think Niall's our only hope for this. <laughs> and he seems like he's really open about talking about what songs mean. and like. I know. He'll just tell so, you. Like, he doesn't care. I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm like, thank you, Niall. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the songs I probably will care most about, Harry's, we probably will never know. Um, God. But maybe the songwriting will speak for them, for itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But, okay. So, we're not going to go too much into that, but there's a ton on Mind of Mine. The other thing we wanted to talk about was Zane about women, which was something um, Hello Sophie brought up in her reaction. Um, and I think we were both quite impressed from it. Um, a lot of times Zane has been seen as misogynistic and sexist. Um, not like as a person, not on a whole, but like there's been instances as yeah. there are with a lot of people because uh, these things are woven into our society. It's not an individual that's wrong. It's a society that's created these But also the individual can be wrong, too. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, yeah. we have to look, back, look at the system. Rather than being yeah. like, this person is bad. You and have the to be only like, person who's ever been misogynistic. Right. Like, yeah. Right. You have to look at, like, what are causing these things. Yeah. What are the structures in society that allow these things? Because if you don't, then you're just, like, blaming people and not changing the system. True, true, true. Um, so... Zane addressed this in his book, which I think was good of him. Um, And he said, one of the quotes from this section was, I always say if you want a genuinely peaceful and intelligent solution to a problem, get a woman to solve it. That's why I wish there were more women in positions of power across the world. I think a lot of the world's problems could be solved if we allowed more contribution from women. What are your thoughts on this, Kara? I mean, um... He's with her. <laughs> like, go, <laughs> go vote for Hillary on Tuesday. Is my like HillaryClinton.com or whatever her website yeah. is. Um, but like, I, I like, <laughs> I saw this quote, um, and I sent it to Caitlin, and it was like from a People's um, Magazine article on Twitter, and like the headline was "Is Zane with her?" And like, it was, <laughs> it was a picture of like him with like and like Hillary Clinton, like not together, but like. I don't even know um, their pictures together. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I definitely agree with this. I think that like um, on a whole, I think our world would be a lot better if there was equal contribution um, or like, you know, just women in a whole, uh, women as a whole don't have um, as much of a voice in politics. And mm-hmm. that obviously um, is very detrimental. And I think that, um, I think that sometimes it's a little, I don't know. I don't know how I want to put this. It's like a little general, it's like kind of a generalization to say that all women are like nurturing and motherly because, mm-hmm. um, you know, maternal, because that's not the case. But I think that like having um, more women in power is definitely important and necessary because, um, I mean, you can't have all, like, you can't have the entire world being governed by one group of people, aka mm-hmm. men. Like, that just like will end in oppression and it has so yeah yeah I agree with what you said especially about like the whole um viewing women as nurturing while I did like this part of the book where Zane talked about women I think he leaned too much to that side Mm -hmm. um about sort of seeing women as these like putting them on a pedestal as like all Mm -hmm. these motherly figures that will take care of people um Mm -hmm. which I'm very much of the mind that like there's the, ge- the differences between genders a lot are formed because of society, not because of who we actually are. Yeah. Um, and so I did feel a bit uncomfortable about that. 
but as we all know, we can grow and learn, and um, it seems like Zane's coming from a good place, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I was, like, really happy. Like, he had, a, like, a, multiple pages on this, and I'm, like, glad mm-hmm. that he took the time to write about it. Um, I think that shows, um, you know, something good even from just doing that, and I think mm-hmm. that, like, there was a lot of kind words that he said, especially, like, you know, he has, doesn't he have, like, an all-female band? Yeah. So, like, he's doing things. Like, he's giving, like, I mean, not that the... He's not big, just talking, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, he's, like, showing an accident. Like, he mm-hmm. has, like, an all-female production team, I think, or, like, PR team or something like that. He mm-hmm. has... Um, so, like, he, you know, he is, like, surrounding himself with women who he trusts and respects and is not... He's, like, you know, that's, like... He's not just talk, and I respect him right. a lot for that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think it was important that he included this stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Good for you, Zane. Yeah. Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about was um, the anxiety and eating disorder um, that we had heard mentioned in one of our listener reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've talked a lot about Zane and anxiety, but the eating disorder is definitely a new thing that's come Mm -hmm. out with this book. Um, Did you want to read this uh, quote, Kara? Sure. Um, When I look back at images of myself from around November 2014, before the final tour, I can see how ill I was. Something I've never talked about in public before, but which I have come to terms with since leaving the band, is that I was suffering from an eating disorder. It wasn't as though I had concerns about my weight or anything like that. i just go for days, sometimes two or three days straight, without eating anything at all. It got quite serious, although at the time I didn't recognize it for what it was. I think it was about control. I didn't feel like I had control over anything else in my life, but food was something I could control, so I did. I lost so much weight I had become ill. The workload and the pace of life on the road had put together... Put together with the pressures and strains of everything going on within the band had badly affected my eating habits. Um, so, yeah, I think this was, I certainly didn't know this, and I think it was yeah. really brave of him to come out mm-hmm. um, and talk about this because as mental health and just in general isn't very often talked about, eating disorders is one of the most dangerous and deadly mental health um, things, uh, disorders that you can have. Um, and I think it is really important that we talk about these things. And uh, it's never, I feel like never talked about when regards to men, like ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like so proud of him for talking about it openly. Um, it's so important because um, mental health is already so stigmatized. But then mm-hmm. when you add like um, men into the equation, like we're, you know, like this side, like men are taught to be like tough and like never cry, never show emotion, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, which also Zane talked about in his book and said um, that, that he didn't like that side. And I was like, cool, Zane, love it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't, you know, like don't succumb to um, masculinity um, roles. But um, yeah, I was just like, I think it's really important to talk about like men and their mental health. Um, so the fact that he has come to terms with it and, um, is feels comfortable to open up to it or about it is is just so important because I'm sure there are fans out there struggling with similar things. So to see someone um, who has um, gone through it is just like priceless and super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think it was really awesome. And I know just sort of when his book came out, all of the articles that I saw about the book all were like headlining about yeah. this eating disorder thing, which definitely creates awareness um Mm -hmm. and grabs people's attention and maybe has them look more into um mental health and like what eating disorders are and who they can affect um and hopefully help in those ways so i really i'm glad he opened up about this 
Um, and then he also talked a lot about his anxiety, which we've heard now quite a bit from him, which is an amazing thing. Um, but he really went into detail about how his anxiety like affects him and the ways he deals with it, um, especially regarding like performing on stage as a solo artist. Um, and he actually did sort of a step-by-step walkthrough about his process of canceling uh, the Capital Summertime Ball appearance that he had, um, which he then announced that it was due to anxiety and like why he decided to admit that it was anxiety um, and like how that all happened and built up. And it was uh, just a very in-depth look at the way he's dealing with anxiety and what struggles he has and stuff, which I thought was... Um, again, really brave of him to talk about mm-hmm. that so openly and um, just, uh, I don't know, I think it's helpful as he continues to do these things and to understand him. Um, and do you think this helps you sort of get a more well-rounded picture on understanding Zane and why he's not t- touring and like the decisions he's making about what he's doing with his career? Yeah, and I think that by him being um, open about it, I'm sure that it, like it takes a weight off his shoulders just to like, I feel like, putting everything out in the open and like having people know that you suffer with anxiety sometimes can just like be helpful in dealing with it because you can just be like, Oh, I'm like, I can't do this because of my anxiety or I'm having a tough time with this because of my anxiety. And instead of like trying to make up an excuse for it, which like then puts all this pressure and you're like, you feel like you're hiding something. Um, I know like in my own life when I like am open with my, about my anxiety with my friends or um, you know, whatever, um, it'd be, it's, it's like definitely takes a load off like my mind when I'm just like open and like real with the people in my life instead of like trying to like make up these like weird excuses and then they like try to like, I don't know, they can find holes in them and then it's just like this whole cycle. So I think that like being open is just like best for everyone. Cause you know, it's like, I'm sure like it was like good to get it off his chest and like, it's good to see, um, you know, for fans to see like people, uh, celebrities like, um, being open about this I think it just like kind of is beneficial for everyone really Mm -hmm. and it seems like the reaction he's gotten has been really positive he even talked about that in the book saying that people have been coming forward and saying like I also deal with this or Mm -hmm. like thank you for like bringing this up um and from what I've seen too in the fandom people have been really supportive of um him talking about these things and like Mm -hmm. happy that he is um so I think that's really good Uh, The last thing that I wanted to bring up was fandom. Zane, of course, talked about fandom. We know he's always been a big supporter. And I think, like, one of the biggest supporters of, like, 1D fandom stuff, like art and fic and all those good things. Um, And I think a lot of times people see fandom things as creepy and weird and, like, obsessive and, like, dumb teenage girl type of stuff. But Zane completely sees it differently, which is really awesome. Um, One of the quotes that I pulled from the book was... I'm not going to lie, it's pretty unnerving reading things about yourself as a character from someone else's imagination, but it's cool to see that so many fans engaged with a band on their own terms like that. It's crazy to think that we inspired so many different stories and the opportunities for so much creativity from so many people all over the world. And this, like, really, this was him talking about fan fiction, and it really just got me thinking, like, could you imagine reading about yourself and being able to be like, yeah, that really is me. Creepy uh, how they know like <laughs> that I'm like that. Or being like, no, that's not me at all. And just like being able to, I don't know. I think it's just really strange to think about. That would be weird as hell. Yeah, that would be weird. And also I, I like that he 
um, talked about this in like a positive light and like mm-hmm. also a realistic light, not being like, oh yeah, it's not weird at all. Like I love it. And being like, it's kind of weird, but like also like, I get that like people are being creative and it's good for their creative yeah. side. Um, I know that like Dan and Phil, um, YouTubers like talk about the whole side of like the creative, um, fandom art and like fan fiction as being like a good, like healthy creative outlet. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. glad that there's like some people that like, I mean, while it's completely normal and like I feel like I would feel the same way to like be kind of unnerved by it but like also like seeing the positive sides of it so I think that's like a fair and balanced uh reaction yeah I it makes me really want to know how accurate like fix actually are and, I know like, and what if, did he read I want to know like what did I you know. read I know. and where did he find did it like, something with me and the other lads are in like I know story. so he clearly read, read some stuff we're like, I'm sure he's read it all, you know. I feel um, like maybe he's written some of his own. Most... Oh, that's so true. Like, he could have written comics. He wrote TIF, could you imagine? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, incredible. Um, the truth comes out. That would be true. I mean, they were anonymous, weren't they? Like, the authors, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, it could have been Zane and Harry, who knows. Um, yep. But... Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I feel like I was just going to say, like, out of anyone, if anyone's going to read fanfiction, it would be Zane out of the boys. Because yeah. um, yeah. he's always, like, creeping around on the internet, so. Yeah, love it. Um, I just really like this reaction. And then he talked about fan art as well. He said, my favorite stuff personally is fan art. I love seeing how many different ways people interpret my lyrics and my style, and it's so cool that they share that with me. Um, so... We've always seen him being really supportive of fan art and, like, using pictures of artists Mm -hmm. as his, um, like, photo on Twitter and other things and sending people's art back to them and just really a lot of cool um, things. And we know Zane's big into art and he does – there's whole pictures and he talks about, like, his um, spray painting stuff at his house also in the Mm -hmm. book. Um, So just good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and after hearing all this, Kara, do you think you're going to read the book? Yeah, I mean, I definitely always want to see the pictures, and I think that, like, there's a lot of interesting things. I want to see the track by track, so mm-hmm. if you lend it to me, I'll definitely read it through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and do you think, even though you haven't read the whole book, have your thoughts on Zane been changed at all from reading this? Yeah, for sure. Like, especially the stuff about One Direction. I'm like, oh, dang it, Zane! Like, you really pulled at my heartstrings. You really got me yeah. there, buddy. Um, for sure, because, like, that was, like, 100%, like, what I want to hear from him, um, and I think that, like, the fact that it wasn't just, like, one sentence is just, I, I'm just so happy, and I think he did a really good job about being respectful, um, and, you know, as honest as he wanted to be in this public sphere, um, and I think he just, like, from what I've read and, like, what you've talked about, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... You know, I'm just like, wow, Zane. Like, this is, I think, exactly what he needed to do um, instead of, like, doing, like, an interview type of thing. Like, I know I personally would have, um, if I was a celebrity, would rather have written something and, like, really had time to process, like, what I want to say rather than just kind of, like, mm-hmm. trying to get it all out in, like, a 10-minute interview or something. So I'm really glad that he did this. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to, like, see the pictures and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think it has changed what I thought about him. And I think it gives me a fuller... Um, picture of who he is mm-hmm. and also as like an artist and hearing about that whole yeah. side of himself that we don't always hear um I think that 
has really been eye-opening and hearing all about that and also talking about like his family and where he came from and where he grew up and stuff like that was Mm -hmm. very interesting and also of course the one the stuff about One Direction as well I think for stuff about One Direction and more like celebrity out there stuff rather than more like home personal stuff um, I feel like my opinions are very like change every day with Zane yeah I don't know like when they'll be solid Um, I'm very much more solid in like Harry and Niall and (laughs) yeah um, but like Zane, I feel like I'm very, um, I can be swayed by one thing or another, which isn't great, but, um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I'll see some things one day, which may or may not be true, like out in the media and I'll be like, oh, that really pisses me off. Or then I'll see, read his book and be like, wow, I can really see where he's coming from. And it just yeah. like, just, you have to remember that like, you don't know these people and like they're mm-hmm. whole people and it's it's easy to get tr- bogged down in like one statement or one thing they did rather than seeing them as having flaws and also good things and growing and learning and trying to be good, um, but making mistakes. So yeah. I think that just a reminder reading this was, was good for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we're way over time, Whoops, <laughs> but yep. if, if you guys have any general feedback or suggestions for the show, please write in and let us know, or if you read the book or are going to read the book or any thoughts about that or Liam's song, um, definitely write in. Thank you so much for listening to episode 73 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on talk on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is just talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And also, I want to give a little quick shout-out to my blog, which is karapond.wordpress.com. And I just put up a new article. Not article, Jesus, who do I think I am? A new blog post about female friendships. Um, if you want to go give that a read, I'd be really excited about it. And it so, was yeah. very, very lovely. So I highly Thank recommend very much. it. Um, and she's very, she does it very well in that, like, there's pictures and it's artsily done and there's oh, links much. to dog videos and all <laughs> the good things, honestly. Um, you can also go to www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your first free audiobook. I will be interested to see if Zane's book will be on audiobook and oh. whether or not he'll be reading it. Mm. Um, we will have to see. I know you can get the book online and get online versions through... I think maybe Amazon or Google or iTunes, some weird versions. I don't know how they they do it, but um, we'll see if there's an audiobook version. Um, you can also head over to iTunes and rate and review us there. And, of course, subscribe. Um, we're just Talk Direction. And we're also on SoundCloud, if that is more your style. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 74. Bye! Bye.